Welcome to My Runner's Mind, where we run with gratitude towards a life of happiness and gratefulness. I'm your host, Stina Turgeon, and I believe that as runners, we're uniquely positioned to choose gratitude over negativity. Running itself is so badass, and each run offers multiple opportunities to turn a potentially negative thought or feeling into a positive one. Tune in as I'll share behind the scenes of what goes into my 12-week program, My Runner's Mind, which is mindset and spiritual coaching for women runners who know that they're ready to shift away from the shoulds and ought tos in their running routine and replace them with want and desire to live a happier and more balanced life. Are you ready? Let's go! Hi friends, runners. Maybe you're dreaming about becoming a runner. Maybe you ask yourself if you're really a runner. Either way, welcome to episode 101. I'm excited to bring you an interview today with Lisa Pozzoni. Lisa is a distance runner and a fellow chi running instructor and head coach of the running university. She helps women 50 plus find joy in walking and running for life. Lisa and I quickly realized that we kind of have a similar outlook on running, so I know you'll enjoy this interview. She is this month's feature for women runners turning 50, although she turned 52 years ago. You'll hear on the show how much running changed her life. She likes to help you put the fun in your runs, and she helps her clients celebrate finish lines. This is what Lisa says. I swore I would never run a day in my life. And now I'm a running coach. I love turning new people onto running, especially if you consider yourself an underdog. Please enjoy the show, runner friend. All right, runner friends. So I have another interview for you guys today. And it's part of my series of women turning 50. But honestly, it was not as easy finding women turning 50 this year, just as me. So I had my guest for today reach out and say, listen, I'm 52, but I would love to be on your podcast. And I think her message is so good that I want to share her with you guys. And I'm going to let her introduce herself to you. Please introduce yourself, Lisa. Hi, it's so good to be here. I so appreciate your you having me on. My name is Lisa Pizzoni. I go by Coach Lisa. And I am the owner of the Running University. And I'd say head head coach, I'm going to say walking and running coach, because I'm a very big believer that walking is a huge part of, of my running anyway, and of the true tribe. So the true tribe is my team, and true meaning the running university. So it's just the acronym. A lot of times people are like, what does that mean? Plus, it has the great meaning of things being true, right? So I love that. So yeah, that, that's me in a nutshell. I'm basically, I'm a personal trainer. I started my business almost 20 years ago as a fitness trainer, oh, wow. uh, became self-employed, Worked in the corporate year, uh, corporate world up until that point and got laid off. Had lost 40 pounds with a trainer. And that's kind of how my fitness journey really started was losing weight with a personal trainer and getting laid off. And of course, so often that becomes our message, what inspired us or where we saw our biggest results, right? Exactly. And I think also what makes us such good coaches, obviously in that realm, right? Because we have lived the journey that we're now teaching and coaching clients yes, in, right exactly yes and so exactly. just so the listeners um know lisa and i connected through chi running she's a master coach chi running instructor i'm a newbie coach she's also part owner correct lisa mm-hmm. <laughs> of the yeah, whole yeah, chi running part, chi walking. Part. <laughs> sure but so 
she knows her stuff in, in good running form. And this is what I harp on both on the podcast, but also in my private Facebook running group, the importance and how it's just been such a game changer for me and my running learning good running forms through chi running so you told us a little bit about how long you've been a runner and why you started so that kind of piggybacked off connecting with a personal trainer and losing weight or well so yeah so what happened is so i was a personal trainer you know i lost weight then i became a personal trainer i got laid off from chase is where my corporate world where i worked and I was a personal trainer for a while. I would travel to people's houses. So that was my niche is going to people who weren't mm-hmm. comfortable going to the gym. And then I did the breast cancer three day. My best friend from high school got diagnosed with breast cancer and I knew I had to do something big. And so I found the breast cancer three day, which is a 20 miles, three days in a row event. And I absolutely love so 60 event. miles in all. 60 miles in three days and you have to raise, I think at the time it was like $1,800. So it was a big commitment, but I wanted to do something big. And, and at the time, you know, I was walking and I don't think I had actually even heard of chi walking yet at that point, but one of my personal training clients had given me the chi running book. That's kind of how my journey with running started. I had attended a fitness best type of event where I was learning how to help market fitness and those things. And so I started learning a little bit about running. But when I read the Chi running book, I mean, as a personal trainer, the body mechanics all made a ton of sense to me. And so of course, the first thing I had to do was go to the website and find out where I could take the next course because the book was good, but I'm much more of a in-person. I like to feel what's happening. And so again, I was pretty much a beginner runner. And I always say I'm so thankful you know, because you know, I teach chi running and either people who have been injured, you know, come to me and say, I wish I would have met you before I started running. Right. And I feel like I was lucky that that happened for me, that I literally learned chi running right about when I started my running journey. So, you know, the rest is kind of history. Like I never thought I'd be <laughs> a runner, number one, because I was the person who said I w- swore I would never run. Uh-huh. Uh, and now it's my business. I switched my business from, I still do some fitness training as part of my run coaching, but I'm mainly a walking and running coach. And um, this is what I do for a living. I never thought I, even still to this day, I've been doing this for quite some time now, even t- saying this to you, like, I can't believe that not only am I doing this for a living, but I'm also an ultra runner. So I do distances over 26 miles and I train other women to do the same. (laughs) It just blows my mind. Like she running literally changed my life personally and professionally. Yeah. Open doors for you for sure. And and I, I really truly feel also that that's the potential of chi running just because of how good it feels. And it, it, and it sounds like then probably you've had minimal injuries if you got into it right from the get-go. Yeah, I would say it's funny as I was preparing for the interview, you know, I kind of go back and, you know, check dates out and all the things. So I've been running for 16 years. And in 16 years, I've only been injured twice. Only twice have I been out of commission for running. And I attribute it, you know, I'm going to say 90% to chi running. The other thing is stretching and strength training and doing all the other things. But uh, yeah, and the injuries were were like, you know, the first one was because I moved into ultra shoes, which are a zero drop shoe. Mm. And I did what I, (laughs) I did what I tell people not to do is I just ran 16 miles in a zero drop shoe and my, my body wasn't ready for it. And I got planner from that. And the second one was an overuse injury, but to be able to run for that long in 16 years and only like really be out of commission twice, 
because of injury is amazing to me. Like people are injured all the time. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, no, absolutely. And funny that you're mentioning zero drop shoes. I just received my first pair today and I I am aware to gradually, you know, (laughs) go into them so that I don't just go out and run for an hour. And yeah, yes, I'm going to have them as a, as a second pair of shoes with me. Okay. So share some highlights with us in your running. Obviously it's, it's teaching these skills to other people, but what are some highlights that you've experienced and what are some struggles? Mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. It's funny. Cause when I started thinking about the struggles, I was like, wow, if I really, I mean, again, <laughs> weird to say, so the struggles were those times I was injured. And the first time I was injured with planner, you know, to me, it was like, you know, I believe in all the signs from the universe. And to me, it was really a learning lesson. And I think anytime we have a struggle or a failure, right, it's an opportunity to learn from that and then move forward with what you learned. And I learned, you know, that that wasn't a good idea to get into shoes and run 16 miles. But it really, I feel like I needed to connect with people that were injured and what it really felt like to be injured. Because I had no idea, like, you know, I had no idea the mental struggle of seeing all your friends running when you can't and all those, and, you know, all of those things that go along with having an injury. So I feel that the struggle was, it's really the only thing I could really think of because truly I look at running, I go into it with a positive mindset, much like what you preach on your podcast, right? So yeah, and some of my highlights, again, I swore I would never run and then I started running and I swore I would never become a trail runner because I'm the biggest klutz. And even when people say to me like, oh yeah, I'm, I'm going to fall. I'm like, I have fallen a bunch of times. I'm still here to talk about it. You know, I, thought night trail running was the most ridiculous thing I'd ever heard until I started night trail running. And that's probably my favorite running now is being in the desert at nighttime. It's amazing. More of a spiritual experience. And then really just getting into the ultra running. I just love being out on the trail. I, I could care less about my speed, never care about that. So now my journey, my personal journey for running is to really just keep seeing how long I can go. So I've done many 50 Ks, which is like 31 miles. Again, pretty much all on trail, a 50 miler, two 100 Ks. A highlight in one of my 100 Ks was my first one, which was in 28, no, 2018, I think. Now I can't remember. And then I did my first 100 miler a couple of years ago. That's when I got injured because it was, well, I don't know if that was the reason, but it was on a one mile course and you basically go around (laughs) a hundred times. It was actually a little more than a hundred because I think the course was barely short. I can't remember, but it was like a a couple extra loops that I had to do, but it was, you know, this is a whole new thing that I love to turn people on to running, right? Because there's so many different ways and these timed events is what they're called. It was actually a five-day event. So Mm. people literally pay for five days and they just camp out they go to a hotel you can you can keep going people break records but you're just going around and that's mentally challenging yeah Yeah. and physically again I think even though I really tried to practice like that a lot like I did several runs when I was going around in a loop I just think you know it was a flat course I'm used to doing more trails so I think that my body was just like why are you doing this to me so that was yeah maybe the the surface even I mean and just I don't know just that tight circle maybe I don't know yeah, that long? yeah. And they, they have the, the every three or four hours they switch the loop so it kind of allows your body to kind of get used to both sure. but I do believe that there's just something about that and then later I heard 
from somebody who was like, oh, I normally don't train that way because that could cause injury. So I guess what I learned from that was not to do too many training runs. Like I did a 50K around a mile loop and maybe, you know, maybe, maybe I shouldn't have, I don't know. Keep learning. I keep learning. <laughs> right. Yeah. No, that's awesome. So, okay. One thing that I noticed off your website is your mission mm-hmm. to put the fun in your run. I like yes. that. So yes. tell us a little bit yes. about that. Yeah. So, you know, I feel like once I got into running, uh, you know, running has such a bad reputation. And I think this was my thing is like, you know, people are all talking about how much it hurts and the struggle. And again, some people just need to have that. And, you know, if that works for them, fantastic. But to me, running and then there's a love hate relationship with the sport. Sure. But it's just one of the most awesome sports, I think, again, right, and I'm talking walking, too, I do a lot of walking in the middle of my running, because I'm an ultra runner, like, I'm not running, you know, 50 miles straight without, you know, without walking, and I just feel like so many people are intimidated, it's an intimidating sport, it has a bad reputation, not only for the injuries, but, you know, you see all these, these people that they show, the elites that are, like, super skinny, and, you know, and I just feel like there's so much goodness to running. It's great physic for physical health, mental health. And of course, community is a big, huge part of what I do is really connecting, you know, again, similar to what you do, like-minded women, especially who are aging, like truly on my YouTube channel, my niche, and this is what I say, my tagline is, is helping women 50 plus find the joy in walking and running for the rest yeah. of their life. Right. Like there's so much joy that can be had in running. And I think so many people, you know, either they try it and they get injured and they give up right away because they think it's something about them. And so my mission is to try to find those people who either, you know, want to really learn or have tried. And, you know, they just, again, that's why the technique to me is huge. I feel technique is the number one thing for a beginner or an aging runner to look mm-hmm. into chi walking and chi running again. I mean, I can't stress it enough because huge game changer for me and all the women that I've trained. I just had a, a one of my runners. It's been very exciting. She just did her first ultra yesterday, actually. And oh, cool. I love being at finish lines, but it was my dad's 80th birthday yesterday. And this happened in Flagstaff and I'm in Tempe and I couldn't be there, but several of my, our teammates were there, were there to support her. Mm-hmm. And, you know, she was out there. She, she had trained a couple of times and the timing just wasn't right for her. And actually I, I have a member spotlight on her in, on my YouTube channel. Her name's Alina and she struggled with weight and never really focused on the weight, but just focused on the training and, you know, and the smile on her face when she finished, although it was over a 16 hour, I'm going to say ordeal, was amazing. I haven't talked to her yet, so I'm looking forward to that. But really, again, it's finding the joy and that running doesn't have to be dreadful. I mean, if, if you want it to be dreadful, it sure can be. Sure. But I think mindset is just so important. And if you go into it knowing, you know, technique's going to help me and then you connect with the right mindset and mindfulness, which is another huge part of, you know, the the chi running and chi walking to me is just a game changer. I mean, I, I feel anybody can be out there to run. I mean, example, um, real quick, that across the years that I did the 100 miles that I was talking right, about, right. there was a guy on the course, 90 years old. He wow. did 100 miles. That's amazing. Right? It's, I mean, it took him, not, I think it took him the whole five days and sure. I think he napped in between. But right? Amazing. I mean, crazy. And again, you know, I'm all for, the thing I love about chi running, because I'm careful how to say this, is that we say mind with body. 
mm-hmm. not mind over body. Oh, I'm yeah. a big believer in like pushing through the pain and it, sure you can push through some mental stuff and, but pushing through pain and injury is never a good idea. And this guy mm-hmm. was on this course, he had his little cane, you know, it was amazing just to see the determination mm-hmm. and, and he did a hundred yeah. miles in like yeah. five days. Amazing. 91 years old. That's incredible. Right. Exactly. I love that. I, and I love that you're reiterating mind and body, not mind over body. That's one of the things I always reiterate also, Mm -hmm. because I think sometimes, especially the, the people that I speak to that come into it because running then serves as a vehicle for just burning calories and fat loss and, and maintaining a certain body image, you know, so often you get so much in your head and you just think, well, I just got to get out. I just got to keep going. Right. Exactly. So how has being a runner helped shape who you are today? Would you say now you've been a runner for about 16 years, you said? Yeah. 16 years. Again, fascinating to me because if you and now it's your main work or yeah, yeah. right. Exactly. Like 20 years ago, I would have laughed in your face. If you ever said to me, you're going to be a running coach. Like, yeah. I think I read somewhere you said you used to smoke also, right? Is that yes, yes. Yes. A total. I mean, I used to smoke a pack a day and, you know, before I got into fitness, I want to say, because again, my dad just turned 80 yesterday. Both, both my parents used to smoke, but they've always been, you know, I'm Italian first generation. So they have a decent Mediterranean diet and, but they always were active. I mean, even though they smoked when I was younger. And I think that's the the important thing. And that's exactly how it shaped me is I started dabbling into running. And then I started, you know, just kind of coaching people inadvertently about like, oh, getting into running. Then I became a chi running instructor. Mm-hmm. And from there, I was like, oh, my gosh, like, I love fitness training. But to be able, my first tagline, and I still use it as celebrating finish lines you never thought possible, right? Because I'll nice. have people... Alina's a perfect example. Like I don't I bet you when she came to me, she would have never thought she would finish an ultra. I mean, I had one year where I had five women 60 plus do their first 50K. Wow. I mean, that to me, right? So running has completely changed my life, not only personally, because again, I'm doing things I never thought I would do. Sure. But the fact that I'm coaching and training other You're people. You're serving other people. To do exactly. Yeah. And I just feel so blessed. I really do. I just love yeah. that I get to, you know, change lives. And I love the word serve, right? Like I just want women to have, and you know, and as we age again, there's so much focus, like you said, on the weight loss and, and the skinny bodies and blah, blah, blah. I just like, don't even worry about that. Like just focus on the joy of running. So I try to do the same myself. I mean, you know, it's, I love to run because it's so good for me and I enjoy it. And I just love to get other people into the sport. (laughs) Yeah. And so it sounds like from how you're talking about your tribe that you guys are mostly in person. Is that correct? Actually, well, it started out in person, right? And of course, you know, COVID changed a lot with that, right? So most of my my running people are here locally, but my community is is national. Actually, I would say international. I have a lady in my tribe who's from Mexico City. So, and she met me one year at Kripalu when I was teaching with Danny. Like I, Danny Dreyer is the founder of Chi Running for, if, I'm sure people know that if they listen to your sure. podcast regularly. And I would stalk him because of who are you going to learn the best from, from Danny. Sure. Yeah. And Kripalu. And by the way, can I just insert, he's what, 73? And he just, fit, I mean, he regularly runs halves and fulls and whatnot, right? Oh my God. Amazing. And I always say that like, he is such a great athlete. And also this is what the other big thing about chi running and chi walking is that it's a practice. Like mm-hmm. he still practices his form focuses yes. and is still continuing to deepen his practice, which was yes. one of the other things I love about chi running. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So 
Oh, I, I get where we said. Oh, so Kripalu, right? That's where I was at Kripalu. So Kripalu is like a retreat center and it's literally 25 minutes away from my hometown of Pittsfield, Massachusetts. So mm -hmm. that's where I met Rocio, who's in Mexico City. And during COVID, you know, in Mexico, especially, I guess it's still a more of a male dominant sport. So she just didn't have any other people. So she joined our tribe and I do a lot of activity in our online community. So I do have you know, again, a lot of people will say, well, I can't be there. So I can't be in your community. And I'm like, oh, gosh, no, like we do a lot of, you know, I have guest speakers. I do a lot of engagement that you don't have to be local to be part of my group. So that's kind of the mission I'm on is to keep yeah. growing and, and affect as many women as I can, you right. know, serve as many women as I can be in the better yep. world. <laughs> yep. That's awesome. That's awesome. Okay. Let's switch the interview a little bit to, I know you're not turning 50 this year, but growing up, because I always think it's so fascinating, because just for me, I remember my thoughts when I was younger about turning 50, it was like halfway to dead. Yeah. <laughs> so what were your thoughts about 50 year olds? And how do these thoughts mesh with your perception today? I'm pretty sure I know what you're going to say, but let's hear it. Yeah, it's so funny. Like when I when I read the question, I was like, that's such a great question, because I'm finding this now, I think as I age, like, you don't, you're like 50. I feel 50 right I, but I do remember I remember I mean I remember my mom's 50th birthday you know she's 72 now and I just remember thinking 50 year olds were so old like you yeah. know it was like so you know like yeah like you said like oh my gosh they're they're right around the corner from death you know yep and and now to be at this age and I think it's fascinating because as I get older I feel the same in that sense right like it's just a number I don't feel like you know, I remember, yeah, you just think like, oh my God, 50, your life is over. Like, heck no. And so right. this is a new thing I'm really trying to, because it's kind of a new movement, this pro-aging movement, right? I want to say the mm -hmm. last year or two with like Jamie Lee Curtis and some women that are really on this pro-aging movement, which I love. And I try to, to instill this in the tribe when people are like, oh, well, blah, blah, blah. Well, because I'm aging and sure we have to accept that we're aging. It is what it is. I mean, that it, there's no doubt about it, but can we prolong the the effects of aging? Absolutely. You know, having an active lifestyle. So it's it's very funny to me. I'm sure if you ask me this question in 10 years when I turn 60, I'm gonna be like, I feel the same. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. So so yeah. No, that's so funny though, because exactly like you said, that I don't feel, I don't feel 50. It's just a number. And so when my kids look at me like, yeah, you're pretty old, mom. What do you mean? I right. literally, wait a second, really? Yeah, <laughs> Okay. Exactly. So let's see. Was 50 just another birthday to you? Or did you do I, something? No. Oh, I celebrated. And this is, did a, you? This is, again, great memories because I will pick, my birthday is February 19th. And I always pick races around that date any year. It doesn't matter what year it is. I try to do a race that date, but it was, I think this was the one that I had. I, when I turned 50, I forgot to write the year down, but I did my second 100K when I okay. turned 50 years old. So that was two years ago. And I absolutely figured out the race that I wanted to do. I also added a uh, raising money component because I just love to give back to the community. And mm -hmm. I was on the board of Girls on the Run, our local chapter here. So I raised yeah. like you know $2,000 for Girls on the Run. Amazing. And I made it a big deal. I made it. And again, as you know, we're in positions to inspire and motivate other women. And that's kind of what I want to do is like, Hey, I'm 50. I just did a hundred K, you know, again, don't care about my pace. I'm not trying to win the race. And there's other people out there at our ages that are doing amazing things that way. 
But for me, it's just getting out there and just having a good time and celebrating the alternative. (laughs) Not so cool, right? I mean, either you're having a birthday or you're in the grave. So, (laughs) you know, I want to live my life as long as I can. And I want to help other people do the same. (laughs) Yeah. Awesome. Let's see. So I'm thinking that how much running has really, truly impacted this part of your life for you, right? Like you're saying the pro-aging and really serving and inspiring mm-hmm. like-minded women and, and just kind of maybe even inspiring women that didn't think that this was for them at all. So let's see, have you made any changes to training, to nutrition going into this part of your life? I guess I'm kind of curious. Yeah, no, that's a really good question. I'll say a lot of it's been, I'm going to say a little intuitive. I mean, you know, unfortunately, all the studies and a lot of the information that's out there for aging athletes, especially is all based on studies with men, right? I think we're finally starting to see, you know, I think there's Dr. Stacey Sims, and there's a few other, you know, I can't think of um, off the top of my head, she's the first one that comes up that talks about the menopausal woman and the woman who's aging. And so, you know, I've, I've hired, I feel like as a coach, it's good to hire. So when I did my first Mm -hmm. ultra, my first 50 miler, I hired a nutritionist because as a personal trainer, I mean, you know, I could give people advice, but it's, I'm not a person, I'm not a nutritionist. I always say, I can just tell you what's worked for me. And the thing I have found with nutrition is it's like, so across the board where everybody's different. And I really tell people, you need to experiment and figure out what works for you. Because Mm -hmm. as an Italian, I used to be high carb. And then I learned about a more metabolic efficiency way to eat. And that was higher fat, lower sugar and lower carbs. And also I think as I age, and again, huge with chi running, right? It's listening to your body, that whole idea of body sensing. I do feel like I don't, I'm not really into junk miles at all. You know, people like add in all these miles. Like I feel as I'm aging, recovery is more important and, and honoring and listening to your body. If someday I'm not feeling up to it, whether it's mental or physical, you know, I can ask myself the question and say, you know, is this going to harm me or help me? Is it better that I go out to run or, you know, just take the day off. So I think again, and I would not have been in tune with my body so well, if it weren't for chi running, right. Right. That's a practice, like learning how to body sense and know what your body's telling you and not letting your ego get in the way is a practice. It's hard, especially in running. You know, you see your friends doing things, um, but you you really, at the end of the day, and that's my biggest message with my women is you do you, you know, you have to, again, we have people doing ultras and I have people who are like, I never want to do more than a 5k. Amazing. It doesn't matter. Like the importance is that you're being active. And, and I do, you know, tell my, my ladies to experiment, like figure out what works for you. But I, I definitely feel strength training. I think as we get older is more important you know, obviously with my background as a personal trainer and, and I'll admit it because I'm, I love to be transparent as much as I'm a personal trainer. It's not my strong point. I mean, I struggle to get two strength training workouts in a week, but you know, again, when I'm setting my goals with my team, I put them out there because they help inspire me too to keep me right. going. So, right. Right. I love that you're bringing back to body sensing because that's really like you're saying, it's such a key component of what chi running teaches us. Right. And, and to trust ourselves and to trust yeah really just kind of actually find that trust in ourselves because I think as as women especially the myself came into this wanting to lose weight that is a big thing that you just don't you don't trust yourself anymore right you just can't spend so much time in your in your head and and just create worry around around that 
just out of curiosity, what do you typically run any given week? Um, that's a good question. So it depends on if I'm training for anything right now. So right mm-hmm. now I am training again for, so generally I'd probably say 15 to 20 miles a week is, you know, at the, you know, uh, it's hard to say that's probably about good 15, maybe 15 miles a week. But now I'm training for trans Rockies, which is a six day mm-hmm. stage race in Colorado. Mm-hmm. And it's a long story, but um, I won't get into that, but I actually am volunteering and I get to volunteer as Dawn patrol, which is a, it's the back of the pack group. Like they actually have it set up so that the people who don't think they can do all, every day of the course in the in the nine hours given, they start them an hour early. And so I get to lead those people because I love race companies. The first thing I tell my people is you always need to check the cutoff, right, of any race because yeah. if you can't meet it, don't sign up for it. Cutoffs are there for a very important reason. It's a right. safety issue or whatever. But if you know that you can make the cutoff, then, you know, by all means, go for it. It doesn't matter. Like if you know that you can finish the race, you want to just, you know, go ahead and go for it. So I love race companies that allow that amount of time for people to finish the race. Like in Alina's example, there that was actually that 38 mile she did was part of a 250 miler. So it's the mm-hmm. Cocodona 250. And then this year they added 125 miler and a 36 miler, but she had like 72 hours to finish it. Or maybe it was 48. I think she had 48 hours to finish it. And she knew that was realistic for her. She trained for it. So I think, I feel like I'm getting a little off topic. I'm not sure how I got here. <laughs> About I guess it was my training miles. Wow, that was a long answer to and that question. And that you're, you're the Dawn Patrol. On the trans rockies. Yes. Yeah, I get excited <laughs> about it because again, I just have a huge respect. And, and it was actually interesting because even there, the race company, it meant so much to them to really honor the back of the Packers. Like they're like, why shouldn't mm. they have the ability to see all this amazing, you know? And so at one point I got a chance to get on stage to really compare, right? Like you have these elite people doing 26 miles in like four hours and the back of the Packers are coming in at 11, right? I mean, they're out there even more than that, double the time. They're two different kinds of hard and there should be no disrespect at all. As a matter of fact, I think people who are- They should be celebrated just as much is what you're saying, Absolutely. I think being DFL, people don't know the word DFL. It's one of my favorite, favorite words. It's dead effing last, you know? (laughs) And and I've been, I've been last before. My first 50 miler, literally the cutoff was 15 hours. I finished in 14, 59, 48. Oh, wow. <laughs> 12 yes. seconds to go. <laughs> no shame. I did it though. Right. Ah. Like, <laughs> so yeah. that's very, very cool. What was your favorite race so far? Oh my life? God. It's so, it's really funny because our local Round race company is, is Aravipa here. And they also were, were the ones who put the race on yesterday. And I say that with every race that I do, I'm like, this is one of my favorites. I will have to say probably one of my most memorable races I'm outside of Trans Rockies, because that's just, again, it's a stage race, but just beautiful. And why I run really is to go see areas that I've never mm. seen before. Yeah. And so Canyon de Shea 50K um, was mm. probably my ultimate favorite um, for a couple of reasons. First, it was in a beautiful location. Where um, is I it? Tried, it? Canyon de Shea is in Northern Arizona. It's in okay. Chinle. It's on actually the Navajo Nation. Mm. And so they have only a 250 required, like more than 250 people can't sign up. So there's a, there's a, a lottery basically. Yeah. And I tried to get in for a couple of years. And the year that I got in, it was 2019. 
and they're they literally do a Facebook live where they're pulling people's names out of a pot. And my lane was second to last to be called. So the fact that I finally got in and I have just a, you know, I feel like the Navajo culture is just awesome. And so they do a lot of things around that. Like there's this, you know, ceremony at night before and in the morning. And you can only go into that canyon if you're either a doing the race or you're Navajo or you're on a tour. So I love to go to places where you just can't normally go. Yeah. Bucket list destinations, kind of. Yes. Yes. You know, that's that's how I entered Big Sur and got in. I got in in 2020 while there was no race due to the pandemic. 2021, there was no race, but we all had the option of getting into the 2022. And so I ran Big Sur in 2022, which was also just amazing. awesome. That's so cool. <laughs> I had a few people yeah. just come back from that because it was this yes. year. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I'm a big trail, I, you know, sometimes they say like, I'm just over road. I love being on a trail personally, but, and of course I do a lot of road running for my training, you know, just runs to get out. Cause it's easy to get out the door, but big Sur now is kind of out there on my bucket list. I feel yeah. like it's, it's one that I totally should. worth it. And I mean, yeah. they put on such a good show because the whole road is closed where you have no spectators. So they literally have entertainment stations every mile. Right. Yeah. So there's like a taiko drum band at one mile at a certain mileage. And then there's the piano player by Hurricane Hill. And it's just incredible what they put yeah. on. Yeah. Yeah. I'll have to, I'll have to get so. it on there because, you know, that's a hard thing. But that's <laughs> a lottery too. Right. Exactly. For the full, but they have so many variations over it that you could run it as a relay or you could run the 21 mile or the. 11 mile or different things so yeah yeah a friend of mine and actually just did the 21 miler and he th- he thought that was you know it was easier for him to get in and yeah. thought, oh maybe that's something I'll, I'll definitely look into again it's so hard because I'm planning races you know this is what I do it's what I do for a living so mm-hmm. you know I pick races and I train women for specific races and mm-hmm. the other cool thing about Canyon de Chez for me was that it was my race right because and I love what I do so much right I'm so passionate about being able to live my passion and share it with right. other women and do this for a living that it's it takes a lot of energy right like it's exhausting to be a coach to so sometimes I just to have to have my race and that canyon to share race was all mine it was like I all for you anybody it was all for me my sister yeah. and my best friend who's Navajo the one who had breast cancer from from high school oh. came with me we just went the three of us together so it's just a great experience all, all around amazing all right lisa tell us where can people find you so my website is therunninguniversity.com and you can find me there i um i drop a youtube video every single week my youtube channel is the running university some of them are technique videos i talk a lot about mindset i do vlogs of my races i just started doing that yeah that's probably the best place if you you know, just need a little extra inspiration. I'm also yeah. on Facebook as the running university. And the only different handle I have is on Instagram, which is true coach Lisa T R U because my Instagram music. account got hacked cried oh, out loud. Okay. It was, it was it the worst. It was the, anyway, yeah, we don't need to get yeah. into that, but at any rate that that's, you can find me on Instagram there. Very too. cool. And I'll leave all the links in the show notes also for people to reach out if they want to check you out. So what a pleasure talking Thank to you. you. So oh my God. It. It's so much fun. It's so good. We had only interacted on social media through text, but now we've actually had a chance to talk. So I sure appreciate yes. that. And yes. I'm sure all the listeners are, are going to be really inspired by this also. So your passion for this is just, I mean, so evident. I love that. So thank you for sharing that with us. All right. I'd like to tell you about a very special event I'm offering this summer. If you enjoy listening to this podcast and you're ready to feel happier, more confident and empowered while running, 
I invite you to join me this summer at the Running Align Body and Mind Women's Retreat right here in North Central Wyoming at the foothills of the majestic Bighorn Mountains. I'll personally work with you to help you how to take the chore out of running. The retreat will teach you that running can be a vital and enjoyable part of your life. But most importantly, the five-day in-person experience will help you connect to you. To learn more, see the link in our show notes. So if running is our practice ground and we can turn every experience into fuel, then we can transfer it to the rest of our life and positively impact our whole world. Just one run at a time.